Hi, you're listening to Ask Your Dad, don't ask me why, this podcast is named that, we're gonna give out advice for free, though we're not trained professionally, and you're gonna listen, cause we're your dads. There, there's a world outside of Yonkers, way out there behind this hick town, Barnaby. There's a slick town, Barnaby, <laughs> out there, full of shine and full of sparkle. Close your eyes and let it glisten, Barnaby. Listen, Barnaby. Put on your Sunday clothes. There's lots of world out there. Do you know what that's from? <laughs> I have no clue. You said jump scare, and I was like... I'm ready for anything, and that I was not prepared You're for. You're not prepared. I have no idea what it is. You're not prepared. It's, uh, it's called "Put on Your Sunday Clothes." It's a song from Hello Dolly, but it's oh, in okay. Wally. It's like the first sequence of Wally, I think. Oh, like when he's just gathering trash. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like out there, I watched Wally. I guess this had to have been my junior year of college. I don't know if you remember, but I was singing that song all the time. Anytime we went out as a Gabaldon staff, I would go, out there! And I would play it through whoever's speaker. I didn't... Actually, that might have been... That might have... Mm. No, it had to be junior year. Because I was in a screenwriting class. Yeah, it was junior year. I think okay. so. I do not remember that at all. Hey. I'm sorry. I feel like a fake friend. It's okay. Selective memory, man. You know? Any who's it's... Yeah. My name is Herman, and um. uh... I'm I, I'm really excited for uh, The Little Mermaid, and I won't let anybody stop me from being excited about it. I don't care if you guys talk about it, about the color being weird or whatever the fuck. I don't care. It looks gorgeous to me. I, if I want to go see something colorful, I'll just go watch the actual cartoon. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's it. Exactly. That's, that's, that's me. Who are you? <laughs> I am Denton, and I... I'm glad Herman's excited for The Little Mermaid. Um, I don't know. What am I excited for in life? It's a it's a thing, you know? Life. This, uh, this rat race we live. It is um, a concept, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, the Little Mermaid, I think I'm excited for it. I feel like part of my excitement is because you love Hallie. I do. Um, and yeah, I don't know if I've seen a disney live action remake at all um, really no i'm not sorry, even I'm lion not. king i've seen the beauty and the beast one but i think that's it oh um not the best yeah so like my interpretation is colored by that like one movie but i also didn't hate it because i watched it when i was in like early high school late middle mm-hmm. school um so yeah, I'm I'm excited for you, and I hope Thanks. these people make fucking bank. You know, I don't really care about. Mm, I was gonna say I don't really care about Disney making money from this movie, but I care about Hallie making money from this movie. So I guess I have to care yeah. about Disney making money from this movie. Um, I just think it's it's cool that it's happening, and it's cool that I get to watch it. That's it. Like I don't really care about how well the movie does at the end of the day. Um, yeah. 
I'm saying I don't care about Disney making money because yeah, they're a corporation. But it's like it's like the Riverdale effect where I like most of the actors involved with Riverdale. And so I was like, I'm glad you guys made it like multiple seasons. Mm. But also, I don't think this show is good. Mm. But like, I'm happy you're making money. So like, it's the same thing where it's like, I don't know if this will be good. But I hope that the people involved are just like cashing in and like getting the money they deserve. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I saw a TikTok the other day. They're filming the Halloween episode. And I was like, I thought they were done filming, but they're still filming. <laughs> and then I remembered that Riverdale is one of those shows that has like two parts of its season. And so oh, yeah. the first half is about to air. But while the first half is airing, they are recording the second half. And I just, yeah. oof, that is, Riverdale is already like a crazy show, but like, to shoot that many fucking episodes to shoot like 22 episodes of that show i would hate my job not hate my job because i'm sure they love each other but i would be like well golly this is hard <laughs> yeah definitely like i forgot that they are like the traditional kind of style of like tv filmmaking where it's like we'll f- record 22 episodes mm-hmm. and we're kind of like just going off the seat of our pants rather than like a true detective or like a uh the last of us where it's like we have 10 episodes and we know exactly what we're gonna do each episode Mm -hmm. the girlies on cw the girlies on freeform that's what they live on they're like we're just gonna yeah book us for 22 episodes we'll figure it the fuck out (laughs) we'll give you content if you want it We'll see what the Twitter poll says. Do you want Archie and Betty together? Or do you want Archie and Veronica? We'll I saw figure it out. Fucking Jughead and Veronica making out in a trailer. And I was like, where how we've strayed so far away <laughs> from the source material. I can't stand it anymore. But anyway. Yeah. If you didn't already no. know you're listening to Ask Your Dad, we didn't say it, but here you are. Oh yeah, ask your dad. <laughs> Your, your dad, dad being Herman and then me occasionally. Yeah, stepdad. This is actually the shortest distance between dented episodes. There's only one episode in between, I think. No, okay, two. That's crazy. Two. Okay. There's two. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I recently, I think it was like last week or the week before, I was thinking about you and I was like, man, I want to catch up with Herman. I wish I'd be on his podcast again. Hey. And then you texted me like yesterday and you were like, do you want to be on the podcast? And I was like, oh, of course I do. I would love to be on the podcast again. Psychic. So I'm back. Psychic. That's yeah. me. I'm I'm pulling into the airwaves. You think me? On your I'm Jean there. Grey shit. Yeah. Jean Grey. Speaking of Jean Grey. Denton. Yes. I need you to strap in before I ask you this question. Okay. it might change your life. That was me strapping in. That was okay. me like putting my buckle on. Have you heard of the video game marvel snap yes i have it downloaded but i haven't played it yet you haven't played it then then i played like i okay here's the thing about me i hate tutorials like i just want to get to the action oh, fair. Fair, 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 so fair. i played the tutorial and they're trying to explain it to me and i was like i don't care just let me play uh, the thing about it is the tutorials in that game are so sneaky okay. until you reach a certain level You'll just randomly, like, you'll go to hit play thinking you're about to play against a player. And it'll just be like, surprise, bitch. It's a tutorial. (laughs) And it's... Surprise, shoddy. Yeah, Yeah. literally. Um, But it is so fun. I've probably played... I started playing it on Thursday night. Okay. I kid you not, I've probably already played 10 hours of this game. Okay, makes sense. I'm not joking with you. 
I think it's because I was a Yu-Gi-Oh kid, and this game Fair. is very Yu-Gi-Oh-esque. Okay. I love card strategy. It's why I like the Midnight Suns game. It's mm. why I like this game. Have you played Persona 5? I have played Persona 5, never beat it. I've played Persona 5, and then I was like, I'm never going to finish this. I'll just buy Royal. And then I bought Persona 5 Royal, stopped at the exact same place I stopped in Persona 5. <laughs> <laughs> just because there's just so much fucking dialogue in that game. And honestly, yeah. sometimes when I come home and I'm like, okay, I want to play a video game. By the time I get through the dialogue of the day for that game, I'm like, I don't even feel like fucking playing the game anymore. And then I turn it off. Which is <laughs> That's not... why I didn't finish Snap or didn't even get past right. Snap. It was True. like there was too much dialogue. <laughs> True. Fair. But it's like so fun once you get your little once you get a couple cards that you really like and you get your little decks together. I have four different decks. I have an X-Men yeah. deck, and I have a Ooh. Devil Dinosaur deck, and I have okay. a I mean, I, I guess I can't really define the decks by who's in them. It's more of, like, what cool strategy is my plan with the deck. But it's very right. fun. Um, I would recommend it to everyone, even if you're not even into Marvel. It's a good thing to suck up your time if you like strategy. And if you like chess, probably like this game. Okay, yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's really good. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm glad you're into it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm having a great time. You know who else is having a great time? Uh, me, because I'm here with you. Oh, Denton, stop it. Who else is having a great time is the cast of Everything Everywhere All at Once. Because the Oscars were last night, and they fucking swept that shit. They swept it right on up. It was great. I'm really proud of them. Do you... Okay, I'm going to go through nominees and winners for all the big categories I kind of want to know if you've seen the movies, because you're also kind of a movie person. Yeah, kind of. Here we go. <clears throat> Best picture. I guess we'll start with the big swinger first. The nominees were Everything Everywhere All at Once, which won. Mm. Top yeah, Gun I've Maverick. I've My seen dad that really movie. likes that movie. Women Talking. It's a good movie. I was mean to see Women Talking movie. forever, and I never saw it. Banshees Same. of yeah. Inchirin. I That's probably my favorite movie of last year. Oh, really? Again, yeah, I never. It's... You know what's bad about me? I go to mm. the movies a lot because I have a membership okay. at Alamo Draft House, so I'm always oh, at the movies. Yeah. However, if I see a trailer like five or six times, it like blocks me from wanting to go see the movie. I think and it's kind of about this before, it's yeah. kind of self self imposed as well because I'll go yeah. see a movie and I'll see a trailer for the first time and I'll say, okay, when that comes out, I'm gonna go see it. And then when yeah. it comes out, I, like, hesitate, and I don't go see it, and then I keep on seeing the trailers. And then yeah. I'm, like, I feel like I've already seen it, because I've seen the trailer, like, yeah. times. Alas. Right. Yeah, no, Banshees, Banshees is great. It's it's not something I'd recommend to everyone, because it is, it's, like, a sad kind of movie. It's a dark mm. comedy, uh, but it's, like, right up my alley. It's at least my interpretation of it. It's this, like, perfect melding and, like, this perfect, like, kind of uh conflict between like do you want to be a creative person or do you want to be a nice person and like what's the push and pull of that Mm. and those are like the two things that i love in this world is like creativity and then like kindness and it's great yeah um that's sweet yeah if it's streaming somewhere i will watch it eventually i think it's on hbo right now oh i like that 
Something else that's on streaming that's also nominated is Triangle of Sadness, which another movie I meant to go watch that I did Same. not go watch. But it's on Hulu now. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'll yeah. go watch that. The Fablemans, I had no intentions of watching that. I um, like Spielberg. Eh. Like, I like Spielberg in, like, a passive way where it's, like, as a kid, I watched a lot of movies and I had no idea what a director was. And then I was, like, as an adult, I was, like, oh, Steven Spielberg directed this, where it was, like, uh, Jurassic Park indiana jones and then like i became an adult and i watched jaws for the first time in like theaters Mm. and i was like this is a really good movie like steven spielberg knew what he was doing so i'm like interested in that way but also i'm not like a film bro so i'm not like i just want to be in love with the magic of cinema yeah isn't that what that movie kind of is yeah it's like very like yeah "Mm, it's film yeah, it's like an autobiography. Like Steven oh. Spielberg has kind of been quoted about being like, "I won't make this movie until my dad is dead," because it's like a condemnation of his dad, and then like ah. a set up of movie culture. Ah, ah, gotcha. So apparently, it's great though. So yeah. Also, all all quiet on the Western Front was nominated. Don't know that one. Didn't see that one. Uh, apparently, it's a harrowing war movie. Yeah. Ooh. i haven't seen avatar either yeah i haven't seen avatar either william has been trying to get me to go see it. he's seen it like three times no it's not for me <laughs> elvis who i've i've also heard good things about that movie weirdly i've um, heard good things question mark <laughs> but you know the only thing i know about uh elvis is the famous tom hanks quote which is did you he's he's what (laughs) yeah that scene looks like it was it was good yeah but i don't know if i can speak for the whole movie and the last one nominated is tar but it has like an ampersand above the is that no that's not what an ampersand is it has like an accent above the a so i don't know if it's pronounced tar or if it's pronounced something other i've i've heard tar i know that's a kate kate blanchett movie um i literally know nothing else about it blanchett kate what does she say what is the thing? Oh, I have no idea. Have you All not heard the Angela she... Bassett did the thing song? Oh, no. I'm so sorry. You haven't heard the Angela Bassett did the thing? No. Hold on. Actually, oh this is egregious. This <laughs> needs to be fixed right now. The podcast is being put on pause. Literally. What are, what are you talking about? It's, um, what's her name? Have you, did you see West Side Story, the new one? No. Oh, another Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. No. Uh, Ariana DeBose, who plays Anita in that movie, uh, has been doing a lot of these award show performances lately. And at the BAFTAs, I believe, she did a medley celebrating women in film. And it's just like shouting out all of the nominees and stuff. And it's very campy and fun, but she got a lot of... um memes made out of her for it and the like iconic part of it is angela bassett did the thing and she does like a little dance <laughs> it's really cute um okay i was gonna find it and play it for you but that seems like effort so we won't but <laughs> i encourage you especially listeners at home if you have not heard angela bassett did the thing which you have because you're normal unlike denton i'm a fucking i'm weird i'm a, I'm a weirdo, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> If you know, you know, guys. If you know, you know. If you fucking know, you know, yeah. 
Okay, the best actor nominees were Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Austin Butler for Elvis, yeah. Colin Farrell for Banshees, Bill love- Nye. Yeah. Bill Nye, yeah. Nye. Sorry, I thought it was yeah. pronounced Nye. <laughs> like like the scientist. I've heard it pronounced either way, but yeah, he's the British guy, right? Like the old guy from Shaun of the Dead. I don't fucking know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. And then Paul Mescal for After Sun. Which my boss said he watched on the plane and cried about. So the you winner, know, of course, planes, was Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I was gonna say though, planes. I feel like you have a different emotion, like emotional range when you watch mm-hmm. something on a plane. Because mm-hmm. I watched Kingsman two on a plane, which has gotten a lot of attention because of Pedro Pascal. But it's he's not like Kingsman a great 2? movie. Yeah, he's the like he's like the, the American agent. Uh, yeah, it's. I liked it a lot, but also I watched it on a plane, so I recognize like it's not a great movie. Like looking back, I'm like, there are these structural issues with it. But like when I was watching it on that plane to Europe, I was like, damn, this is a great movie. <laughs> I watched once. I watched Moonlight and then Encanto back to back on a plane. That was the dumbest shit I've ever fucking done. I got off that plane. Tears Sobbing. all over me, literally. Yeah. And it was a flight from I mean, it took up the whole plane ride. It was a flight from from Jacksonville to LA. So it took up the whole plane ride, which was good, but I was an emotional wreck. And then I had a layover in LA once I got there, and I was just like, uh, who am I? <laughs> this is such a this is a non-consequential question. But for the viewers, if you don't know, I've been day drinking. I was at a baseball game. So I okay. have like a lot of random thoughts just pinging around in my ba- brain, like bouncing around in the alcohol. <laughs> but um, what is the dumbest like kind like the the double feature that you've ever done in your life? Like just watching oh. movies. You know, funnily enough, this isn't dumb, but it was just like silly. Me and my brother saw <laughs> Sonic 2 and then saw everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> Cuz we That's wanted to really see everything funny. everywhere all at once. Like that was our goal. Like uh, like oh, 2 weeks prior to this, we wanted to see everything everywhere all at once. But when we got to the theater, they were like, "Hey, I wouldn't recommend you guys go in right now because you guys are a little bit late. We like ran under traffic." And they're like, "The movie okay. probably just started and this is one of those movies that you like want to see from the beginning." And we were like, you're so right. And so we saw Morbius instead. (laughs) Anyway, the next week or the week after. Morbin time. Yeah. And I was like, let's like make a plan for like what we're going to do today or whatever. And we wanted to see everything everywhere all at once, but it was like pretty late. And also my brother wasn't like 100% sold on the movie. And so I was like, okay, how about this? (laughs) We go see Sonic 2. We know it's going to be, we don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but we know it's going to be silly and it's going to be nostalgic because we both like Sonic. And then we end with everything everywhere all at once. And then at least, at the very least, we're going to get a ha-ha if everything everywhere all at once is bad. And it wasn't bad. It was so good. It was such a good layup, honestly. But it was just like silly. Those two movies. It was the Oscar winner. Um, But yeah, it was good. What about you? Do you have one? I do. Uh, it wasn't at a movie theater, but um, I was house-sitting, and they had a bunch of streaming services that I didn't have. Mm. So I watched... First, I watched Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. Oh my god. I wanted which, to watch that so bad when I was a kid, but I feel like I was... I think it was PG-13 or something. I was too young to go <laughs> see it. 
It might be R. I don't. I can't remember. It's so fun. Like I remember it being really funny. Um, but I liked it a lot. It's just this like total like lighthearted spoof of like the musical documentary kind of genre. And then I decided to watch Hell or High Water, which is this very. Have you seen it? I have not, but it sounds cool. It's it's good. It's got Chris Pine. Um. That guy from The Big Lebowski, like that famous Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm sorry, Jeff Bridges. And I was gonna agree either way. <laughs> <laughs> it's this like very kind of like contemplative like movie about like what does it mean to be like a rancher in Texas, like when all your money's dried out and like you're you're like this old blood like Texan and like the banks are just enclosing on you and it's like this very kind of sad story about like we're robbing banks but we're also kind of good people mm-hmm. um but yeah that was the dumbest thing i made like ever decided because i walked into like my film class in high school the next morning and i was like i did this and my film teacher looked at me and he was like why would you ever do that <laughs> okay? and i was like look okay was it dumb yes did i have a good time yeah <laughs> <laughs> beautiful speaking of people who had a good time Michelle Yeoh won Best Actress and made history as the first Asian actress to win Best Actress, which is she kind was of the crazy. First, that's fucking yeah. insane. Yeah, man. That's Pretty insane, dog. Pretty crazy. And the only the second woman of color to win, the first being Holly Berry 20 years ago. <laughs> Think of all the Shit. movies that have come out in 20 years. That's crazy. That's that's 20 that's uh like let's say on average they nominate five movies for Mm -hmm. each category that's a hundred movies yeah and it is yeah Yeah. it's it's, it was five this year so i mean it's probably always five that's crazy that's insane in other news congratulate she earned it like that was she like everything everywhere maybe not my favorite movie of last year just for like because i had such a personal connection to banshees mm. but a fucking insane like great movie like she did, she knocked everyone knocked it out of the park for that truly movie. truly what i'm actually genuinely surprised about and maybe it's because it was past the cutoff date but i am not seeing woman king anywhere and i don't Ooh, know if it was just yeah. like if that's gonna be like a next oscars thing but i'm maybe. like was crazy bro what do you mean it's not nominated for anything but anyway yeah i have no idea i never saw woman king i meant to but i remember that being advertised when i saw black phone i think mm. which black phone was like middle of the summer mm-hmm. so i have no idea it's just wild and you know what viola davis did say when that movie came out she was like hey guys if everybody doesn't go see this movie it does make a statement about movies like this. Yeah. So please go out and see this movie. And I went out, but I don't know if everybody went out. Um, but anyway, it's like, I recommend you go watch it. It's really good. It's okay, really, yeah. It's like, how do I say this? I really like movies that are about, that are based in or rooted in black history, but black people mm-hmm. aren't necessarily victims in the story. And right, that's yeah. really cool. And then also just like to have like a almost fully female cast with the addition of John Boyega and some slave owners <laughs> Love and him. stuff. Um, 
the performances between them are crazy from the action yeah. to the dramatic bits it's it's just a really good one um another winner from everything mm. everywhere all at once supporting actor Kihue Kwan. Woo! He did it. He did I'm it. I'm so this... proud of him. Me too. I have watched that interview about him talking about Harrison Ford like multiple times and I tear up every single time. It's so sweet. It's yeah. so sweet. Cuz this was his first movie in what? Like a multiple long like a long time. Yeah. A long freaking time. And he's freaking knocked it out of the park. Everybody in this movie knocked it out of the park except yeah. hold on. While we're on this topic, Best Supporting Actress yeah, was also a category. And I would like, you know, this is no shade to this person. But I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read the nominees for this category. All right, everybody, hold yeah. on. Strap in. Best Supporting Actress. Hong Chao in The Whale. Again, haven't seen that movie, but Same. it's The Whale. So I, I, know it's, I know it was a big deal for those of you who saw it. I looked at that trailer and I said, I'm not going to ball my eyes on the theater, so I won't. <laughs> yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once, Stephanie Sue. Right? Right? Yep. Right? A fuck. Two roles. Like, that's the crazy thing about her. She played two she played very two distinct roles. roles. Two roles. Or if you want to talk about it, a, a multiverse. A, a multiverse worth of roles. Yeah. A multitesimal amount of roles. But, Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. played three characters. In comparison to some of the other people who had a lot of different ones. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Carrie Condon played for Banshees. Oh, she was, I think she's the sister in Banshees. She does really good, mm-hmm. but like not, I wouldn't say like, oh, best. I, right. yeah. Right. Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. You guys, you didn't even have to see Wakanda Forever. To know Angela Bassett's performance in that movie. Because it was in the fucking trailer. It's what got everybody to go see the fucking movie in the first place. Have I not given everything? That's what got y'all to the movie theater. Y'all non-superhero people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) And the winner of this was Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Who played a tax (laughs) preparer. Yeah. And also kind of a villain, but she's not even really the villain of the movie. Villain, um, love interest. Um, love interest, too. That's true. Yeah. That is true. You know what I think, personally? I hmm. think Jamie Lee Curtis won this award because she was such a big advocate for this movie after it came out. Like, past the oh. press time, past all that stuff, she was, yeah. like, talking about this movie all the time, posting about this movie all the time, advocating for this movie all the time. And I think... There are probably a lot of people in the Academy who would have overlooked everything everywhere all at once, if not for the cosign from Jamie Lee Curtis. And so when they saw her on the bill for supporting actress, they were like, ah, that's my girl. She got me to watch this really great movie. She's been acting forever. That's Jamie. And people are saying it's kind of like a legacy Oscar, which I don't like. I don't uh, like the idea of that, but it right. also might be true because Jamie Lee Curtis is someone who's been working as an actress for a very, very long time and is very iconic and maybe doesn't yeah. have a lot of Oscars. I don't know. I don't know if this is her first one. I have no I clue. don't know. if the, Yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised because most of her like most iconic roles are horror and horror movies do not really win awards at the Oscars. That's true. Yeah. What has 
did Git outwin anything or no? Because that's the only I cannot remember. I can think of. I cannot remember. I think it did though. I think it got something, or at least was at least yeah. nominated. I'm pretty sure okay. that was like a cultural reset that movie. Um, yeah, I think that's all the stuff I wanted to talk about Oscars related. Yeah. Oh, also for the hotties. Oh, I'm sorry. Megan... Before we move, into oh, go for that. it. Go for it. Go for it. I was just gonna say I like I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I uh, as a kid, I had such a fascination with uh, Freaky Friday. Oh, what a and great film. looking back as a like where's freaky friday's oscar continue sorry exactly <laughs> like because as a kid i was like man both jamie lee curtis and uh lindsey lohan i was like i have a crush on both of them Aww. um but like i respect her i like her she had a great role in knives out she's a constant like professional i think that she has this amazing presence and i think she's a very like just positive force in the entertainment industry. But she did not beat... um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the actress's name. Stephanie. Yeah, she did not beat her. Like, that is such a better performance in my opinion. Dude, that girl made me cry. Yeah, no, like, if you can play a rock... And and still make me cry? And still make me cry. Like that is that is honestly the most heart wrenching moment of that film, if I can remember Literally. correctly, because it's been so long. But like watching her as a rock say this thing to her mom, I was like, "Why is this so impactful?" But that's like yeah. the most silent uh, theater has been that I've been in since like since like the snap, probably. Okay, yeah. and even the snap wasn't necessarily... It was. It was quiet when people were figuring out what was happening. And then once niggas started disappearing, everybody was like, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like a huge explosion. Yeah. <laughs> but I love no, scenes yeah. like that that can shut everybody up in a theater. That's like yeah. powerful direction and powerful writing. Yeah. The only like really big moments I remember of being silent in a theater was the light space um, jump uh, from The Last Jedi where they like mm. – jump into and it just goes silent in the movie and it goes silent in the theater and then that it like those are the two big ones that i remember Mm. where it's like oh these are two like very impactful moments um and yeah the fact that neither one of those like the last jedi not being liked this movie and then this not getting the oscar recommendation like neither one of those being like allotted in the way that they should be it's like very disappointing because like these are truly impactful moments truly but hey i think the price went up for the entire cast of everything ever all at once which is exciting i'm excited to see what they all perform in next i really hope and this is just me being selfish and has nothing to do with really anything but i really hope that um michelle yo keeps on being in marvel movies because she's in shang chi (laughs) and she has a fun character in that movie and i think why not bump her character up? Yeah, let her fight Kang. Bring her in. <laughs> let her do it. The MCU's in flux right now. Let her do. She becomes the next Iron Man. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> wait. That would be kind of fun. I can't lie. That would be wild. No, but honestly, like the MCU is. Go for it. I was gonna say the MCU is built off of C listers because and like Iron Man. And Captain America were not their first choices. It's just because they didn't have the rights to the X-Men or Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And so, like, 
yeah, why don't we just say fuck it and pick these random characters you know from what, these movies Denton, who did well? I'm so glad you said that because I've been waiting to say this for a hot fucking minute. I think once the MCU got big, once they gave us Infinity War and Endgame, which were supp- yeah. like the whole point of Infinity War and Endgame is supposed to be a culmination of the first 10 years of the MCU. It's supposed to be like yeah. a wow, look at all we've achieved. Here's all these flashy characters. It's part of the reason why Captain Marvel doesn't really have much of a setup. It's just kind of like a drop. It's like a gift. It's like here, yeah. this is a super powerful character just because, you know, wow, look, we've just done this run. for so long. Yeah. Let's just drop them in. I think some of you guys are a little spoiled. <laughs> I think some of you guys are forgetting when Iron Man came out, you didn't know who fucking Iron Man was. You didn't yeah. care about Iron Man. You had to learn to care about Iron Man. Because I exactly some of the movies that people are saying are bad. Specifically, I'm talking about Shang-Chi and Eternals. People are saying bad is like, oh, they introduced too many characters. Like, how am I supposed to care about the characters? Bitch, learn. Yeah. <laughs> Be patient. Maybe you don't Watch care about the them the first movie. movie. Yeah. Watch the movie. And then as time goes on, you might grow an attachment to the fucking characters. That's that's how it works. Yeah. I haven't seen Eternals yet, but like Shang-Chi in particular, I fucking love Shang-Chi. That's one of the I've like fallen off the MCU a little bit. Like I need to catch up with a mm-hmm. lot of movies. But Shang-Chi was one that I watched in theaters, and I was like, I fucking love Shang. Like, he is such a good character. He is a good character, but you love a paragon, so. I do do love a paragon. But (laughs) he's also not a paragon. Oh, yeah, he does does some bad shit in the beginning. He just fucking murders some guys. Yeah, Yeah, he does some bad shit in the beginning. As a youth as well. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, he just... It is, like, I understand the want for, like, every movie to stand on its own, and I think every movie should stand on its own. Like, if you want to look at everything, like, Mm -hmm. if I watched a movie, you know, like, if you were, like, you should watch Fast and Furious 1. I have no idea Fast and Furious is good because I haven't watched it. But if you were, Mm -hmm. like, you know, that first movie's bad, but if you watch, like, watch till 5, it gets really good. I would be like, well, fuck you. Like, that's, I'm not going to wait that long. Fair. But also, I think if you lay the groundwork and you have enough character development and you have enough of an arc, you can wait for later movies to pick it up. You know what I mean? And I think that's what Shang-Chi does. True. I also think (laughs) the first film that I actually agree with you guys, and I'm glad it's not in Phase 4, so I can't say it's a Phase 4 problem, (laughs) is... This new Ant-Man movie is the first one where I was like, all right, guys, this one was a little lazy. And I also heard one of the people who worked on that movie blamed Wakanda Forever for Ant-Man being not good. Oh, was it? Because they said so many of the resources went to Wakanda Forever, so that's why our movie isn't good. But also, like, a lot of the problems about Ant-Man are script problems, not production problems. Yeah, like I said, I'm behind on the MCU, so I haven't seen uh, what's that? What's that fucking movie even called? Quantumania? Quantumania. Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. It's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, I I'm so sad to hear that's bad because the Ant Man movies have been like on an incline for me. Where yeah. one, I was like, it's okay. Two, I really liked. Maybe it's because I saw it like in the theaters, but I was like, this was a good movie. Yeah. Um, I would say the intentions behind Ant-Man Quantumanium are good, and it has a lot of really good bits about it. But in terms of a movie that I know, like, I can be like, I enjoyed this movie, but is it good? 
And that's right. how I feel about Ant-Man. I'm like, I enjoyed this movie, but it's also because I enjoy family comedies. You know? Like, yeah. I enjoy... I enjoy cunty villains, and I enjoy family <laughs> comedies. And this movie has both of those things, so it checked both of those boxes. So the rest right. of it, I'm just like, uh, you know? But I can tell that I can tell that this one has gotten a pretty meh response. But I wouldn't say... I think on Letterboxd, I gave it a 3.5. So it's not bad. Right. It's just not the most exceptional Marvel movie that has come out. And I think people expect okay. every Marvel movie to be exceptional. Yeah. And now they're being disappointed, and it's like, girl... Not everything can be Endgame, but anyway. Yeah, that's the thing about the MCU is, do I love a lot of the MCU? Yes. And I think part of it is nostalgia, but I also think part of it is just like, I'm a comic book fan and I love seeing these characters represented. And, but like, are they the greatest movies ever? Like, would I put them up there with like, I don't even know. What are the greatest movies ever? Ooh, like wait. The Shining. Jensen, I'll pause, I'll pause you right there. Okay. Tell me your three Marvel movies that you would say these are good. These are good films. If That's you have the any. thing. I, I like all the Marvel movies, and I think they're good films. But um, I'd probably say Guardians. It goes back and forth, one or two. I like them both. Mm -hmm. But let's say one, because I think that's the most crowd-pleasing. Um, Winter Soldier, which is okay. a great one. Okay. And then, I don't know. Like, what's the last one? Um, like, good movie. Um, this is the hard thing, because I look back on them. I'm like, man, I like Thor. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, Captain America 1. Um, like, in terms of just a good movie with, like, character arcs and stuff, I guess I would say... Oof, this is so why did you do this to me herman Sorry. this is so tough i'm like literally just questions. stalling for time i'm using words to try and like <laughs> i can fill in mine it. if it gives you yes some time. please that would okay. be helpful so for me in terms of just like i can turn on this movie at any time i don't need to feel like i need to watch anything else before i watch it i can just mm -hmm. sit down and watch it because it's good on its own it's shang chi okay it's either of the black panthers but i'm leaning toward what wakanda forever right now just mm -hmm. because some stuff that happens in that movie was so shocking to me, but also so good. And yeah. then Civil War. I love Civil, Civil War. Civil War is a great one. Yeah, I love that too. No, no, no. I'm a liar. Age of Ultron <laughs> is what I meant to say. Okay. But really, yeah. any of the films that have Scarlet Witch in it, I enjoy. Yeah. Also. Okay. She's a very good C-plot. Yeah. So I think, thank you for giving me time to think. I would say this isn't like you can just jump into. You definitely need some like build up. Guardians, I feel like you can just watch on its own. Mm -hmm. um, Winter Soldier, you need a little bit of backstory, but not really. I love my dad was watching because like I feel like most suburbans dads, he was just watching TV and he watches whatever is on mm -hmm. and he was watching the Avengers and I watched it and I was like, this is a good movie. Do I hate the director? Yeah, he fucking sucks. Hey. But, like, it is, I would say it's still a good movie. I think it has, like, good character moments. Um, But, yeah, I'd say those are, like, my three. Like, yeah. Nice. Solid. 
Well, we'll leave you guys all with that. That's your homework. Go watch go watch some good Marvel movies and stop having go so many watch, opinions. Go watch 30 hours of content. 30 hours of content. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're getting. I was going Actually, to, I lied. That's definitely not true because like 30 hours of content is like I don't know. That's 10. like 10 the Batmans. Yeah. So oh. it's like like what? Oh. For the MCU, I'd probably like say like 60 hours but yeah, yeah something like that go I watch think it. of the movies we listed wakanda forever is the longest one because <laughs> that one's almost okay. three hours i think it is Ooh, long Ooh. okay um yeah okay that'll be it for the man cave segment today lots of movie talk uh when we yeah. come back we'll give some advice to some people it'll be great see you then yeah see you then welcome back welcome back that will make more sense when you watch ant-man anyway <laughs> okay we are here to uh what the fuck do we do here it, it's the titular <laughs> segment of the show <laughs> ask your dad where we give advice to people who ask for it and sometimes people who don't if you have some uh burning questions burning burning uh inquiries inquiries yeah i was gonna say uh I was, nope i'm not gonna say that you can send an email to just ask your dad, or you can DM us at Ask Your Dad Pod on Instagram or on Twitter, and uh, we'll get you sorted. If not, you can just listen. Isn't it kind of weird um, as a society that there are so many like things like this where we listen to other people's problems and then apply our life to them? Some people get advice that way. Yeah. They're like, let me just listen to these other people's problems and then surmise what I need to do from them. Yeah, it is strange, I'd say. It's the the internet is blessing and a curse. Hey. But I think we're a blessing. You've got this, Herman. <laughs> true. So true. Okay, I'm giving you the little heart hands right now. The little heart hands. I see it. Yeah. All right. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So for naming themes today, I think that we should go with char- comic characters, Marvel comic characters who are not in the MCU currently okay Mm, getting real niche on them that is getting niche on them sweet okay i will go let me see let me see let me see we got a girl we're gonna call her kitty pride nice kitty pride says i'm 22 and i'm hanging out with a new friend for the first time on friday i'm driving to her house then we're gonna smoke and see a movie i'm nervous (laughs) anything (laughs) i should do hey reddit like the title says I'm 22 and hanging out with a new friend for the first time this Friday. Her car is in the shop, so I'm driving to her house, which is only like 30 minutes away. We plan to smoke together and see a movie. I'm excited but nervous. I don't want to force anything, but I put so much pressure on myself to show the best version of myself all the time. I'm afraid she won't see the best of me this first time. Any tips to mitigate the overthinking and anxiety? Denton, would you say that you are an introvert? Um, yes and no. I'm an anxious person, if that's what you mean. But, like, I don't know. I like being around people. So I feel like that, like, negates my introvert status. You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Relatable. Same. But I also get a little bit anxious. I think I'm good at one-on-one. Yeah. But I'm not really good at, like, new group settings. No, yeah. Definitely being thrown into a new group is stressful because, like, who do you focus on like who do you show your personality to i feel like that really like 
is a very different ball game than just being authentically yourself for mm-hmm. one person. Mm-hmm. But Kitty wants to know how to stop overthinking and show the best version of yourself to this person. You, you have can't. any ideas off the dome? Oh, he dropped the bomb really quick. Aye, aye, aye. I'm sorry. Um, no, I feel like it's it's very hard to be like yourself to a new person. Um, but I feel like the fact that you're aware of it and the fact that you're nervous about it means that you you at least know like that there are different versions of yourself, right? Like you bring a different person or you bring like a different vibe to every interaction that you have. So it's about like picking the vibe that you want to have for that specific interaction. I don't know if that actually makes sense, but okay. So you're saying like <laughs> you got to do like a magical girl transformation and choose <laughs> which alter ego you want to wear into this into this altercation and just be that the best that you can be. Did I describe yeah. that? Yeah, right? I wouldn't say it's an altercation because <laughs> that implies like as soon as you show up, she's gonna like punch you in the face. But um, I would say like yeah, I think that there you were a communication major right like there are different like versions of yourself that like you represent for different situations it's true your sense of self doesn't really exist without other people it's how humans work to be honest yeah so it's about finding like the (laughs) it's about finding the like version of yourself that you feel most authentic with and you feel fits the situation with and if that person is bold then you should be bold like i don't it is scary like going into a one-on-one interaction like this but i don't think that unless they're as anxious as you are they're not thinking about it as much as you are right also so it's yeah you're also smoking and seeing a movie not to be um What is the word? I'm not trying to downplay your anxiety or anything, but I think it's going to be chill. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not like you guys are going out to do like, I don't know. What is that arson. really intimate thing? Like, arson is pretty, pretty fucking <laughs> intimate. You don't do arson with just anybody. There's a lot of trust that goes, yeah. that goes into doing arson with somebody. Yeah. It's not like you're burning down a house or robbing a bank together. You're smoking right. and seeing a movie. Most of the time, you're not even going to be talking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would just go into it and also um, you can also just like be honest, I think, when you meet new people and you're like, hey, I'm a little shy, you know? Yeah. Some people respond well to that. Yeah. I think you're going to be good. Go for it. Not to rely too heavily on the intoxication element of it. But like I feel like especially if you are high and you say like what Herman recommended, like you're like, I'm a little shy. I feel like a high person would be like oh yeah i totally get like you're just so mellow and so chill like they're yeah. not gonna the honesty is definitely gonna be appreciated yeah in every moment but i feel like especially in that moment i agree all right well good luck kitty pride i hope you have a great friend hang yeah good luck with pietro do they date in the comics not quicksilver but um what's his name colossus uh really yeah they were together for peter uh rasputin yeah 
They were together for a long How time. How old is he in comparison to her? That's the thing. I didn't realize this when I first started reading because I got in like later, but I think he is like notice not noticeably, but like when she was young, like noticeably older than her. Damn. Yeah. Google a quick Google said that Kitty is about five years younger than him. Okay. I don't love that. Um So yeah, depending on when she joined the X Men. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Love that. That's much to think about. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The next one, let's do this one. Just the title stuck out to me. We will totally cut this if it's ridiculous. But okay, the title was interesting. Give me. I'm gonna say another another female character that's not in the MCU. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Oh man, I was like Kate Bishop. She's in the MCU now, she is now. and I was like Jane, uh, Jen Walters. She's also in the MCU. She um, is. It's America Chavez in it. She is. Oh She's shit! Doctor Strange. Damn, my like Marvel knowledge is not as great as my. Oh, Sue Storm. Sue. Ah, you're lucky. We have like another two years before that. Yeah. It'll no longer be true. Okay, so. Side note, they're saying that they're not going to put Fantastic Four in the next Avengers movies, which is silly. Um, Why would yeah. you not? He said one one of the directors, not Ryan Coogler, because Ryan Coogler is directing one of them. The other one that's directing the other one. He was the like, Shang-Chi I'm not going to use those guys. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? What do you mean you're not going to use those guys? If they're telling you you can they're, use them, fucking use them. <laughs> yeah, they're Marvel's first family. What are you talking about? Anyway. Okay, so Sue says, I'm worried about the change in his music choices. Listen, I know I seem like a stalker, but sometimes I'm just curious to see what he's up to. I love that she hasn't defined who he is, what their relationship is. It's just yeah. like evergreen, what he's up to and what music he's, he's listening her to. a high school professor. Oh, God. Oh, please, my. Sue, please don't like that be true. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know I seem like a stalker. But sometimes I'm just curious to see what he's up to and what music he's listening to. I just saw his Spotify, and he's been listening to a lot of classical music. However, <laughs> when I met him two years ago, he said to my friend and I that he doesn't like classical music. He's just very much a rap and hip-hop fan. So his Spotify just worries me. And I know I don't have a reason to be really worried, but I just can't help but wonder. Did he lie to me? Why? Does he like a girl that likes classical music? So now he's listening to it, too. <laughs> bro what the fuck oh god the steps that was so funny that escalated so quickly dog like you went from like oh okay like the most basic like we met to the highest level of like introspection and like uh like um just like specificity i will give you i will back you sue because you wrote this Hopefully, I'm assuming you wrote this instead of saying this, and that yeah. that means a lot. That's the importance of journaling because you can look <laughs> at it the next day and say, "Oh, I sounded crazy here. That was yeah. so silly of me." Um, I don't think that he. Well, I don't know. I don't know who your Reed Richards is, but I don't think I don't think he's cheating on you. Yeah, I think he maybe likes. I don't know. Maybe he's studying with classical music. That's what on. I was gonna say. Yeah. Maybe maybe he does something, some kind of hobby that's a lot easier with 
music that doesn't have words in it yeah maybe he's a poet maybe he's a writer he's maybe he's a growing developing person whose tastes change over time yeah that's that is also (laughs) very true yeah it's like i don't know expecting one person to like the exact same thing for multiple years is like ridiculous because Mm -hmm. people change and people grow and so that's like my first response is like let this dude grow especially based on the post it seems like you don't have a whole lot of like interaction with him and herman correct king corrects me if i'm wrong but it seems i have like, no clue bro this could be your yeah. boyfriend this could be your star-crossed lover this could be your uncle hopefully it's not your uncle it but like you didn't uncle. you didn't give any nouns you just used pronouns yeah. how are we to know yeah i feel like it's some it's somewhere in the middle somewhere between cross <laughs> somewhere between boyfriend lover. and uncle <laughs> you said star cross lover as like okay. in between yeah. so that's yeah, yeah. what i'm like okay. aiming for <laughs> okay um but like i don't know that it seems like at least based on my reading of it that they're not like super close and they don't have like a very deep relationship and it's kind of one of those things where it's like it would be really nice if it happened but like you're just kind of holding on hope Mm. and in that case like i would have a follow-up conversation with them not asking them about their music taste like why has it changed but just kind of like just like do a follow-up just be like hey how's life going Mm -hmm. and see if they mention like just developing as a person because it seems like you're not very in touch with them yeah i don't know this is just silly (laughs) it is very silly i (laughs) that was shocking um it gets sillier and sillier depending on like the relationship because if if it's like this is your actual boyfriend it's like oh okay like i think that's something you can ask about be like hey you haven't been listening to this recently right but like if it's a person you've never really had like a one-on-one interaction with it just just let it go it's okay yeah it doesn't matter it's it's just classical music at the end of the day yeah all right we're gonna move on to am i the assholes Okay, so I think we're I think we're literally about to just jump off the deep end. Like I think it's about to get kind of crazy up in here. Ooh, fun! I brought my uh, goggles and my uh, swim trunks, so let's go in. Oh, all right. Okay. Ooh, this one's a juicy one. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Gonna call this person. I don't know. Um, dads, dads or moms, mommy daddy <laughs> jessica jones <laughs> she's in the mcu oh no no wait, she's not. not you're she's right not you're right i'm sorry That's that true. was my bad jessica jones says would i be the asshole for not letting my daughter go on the annual camping trip with her grandparents and cousins context every year my in-laws take my nieces and nephew for a week or two to go camping in late may or early june when school is out they all live in texas and my husband my husband, comma, daughter, and I, it just said husband, daughter, I was concerned. My husband, <laughs> comma, daughter, and I live in Pennsylvania. Last year, we drove down to Texas, so my daughter, four years old now, so she could join this annual trip. This year, my in-laws are asking for us to bring her down again this year so she can join them again. The issue is, 
We have just finished moving to North Carolina. Oh, hey, neighbor. My husband oh. is active duty military. I know exactly where you are. Well, no. Wow, they really are your neighbor. Yeah. Actually, there's a number of bases that you could be on, and you didn't say which okay. branch, so I, who knows? Anyway. And has to check in to his command in late May, right around when this trip is scheduled. So that leaves getting my daughter down to Texas up to me. It's roughly an 18-hour drive each way. Bitch. Never. Not me. <laughs> Flying isn't really an option since it would be ridiculously expensive to fly back and forth twice within a week to drop her off and then to bring her back home. I voiced my concerns of the drive since it would be roughly two days down and two days back and since I'm not comfortable driving 18 hours straight by myself. And my daughter would be miserable with that as well. My father-in-law reached out recently offering to meet me halfway to pick her up. Still nine hours one way. 18-hour hmm. road trip, so still two days of driving. I told him I would think it over and have an answer for him later. My issue isn't exactly with the drive, as we are used to making long road trips out to visit my husband's side of the family. My issue oh. really is with the timing of it overlapping with us just finishing a move earlier that month. I feel awful because they haven't seen my daughter in a year since their last camping trip. I really want my daughter to see her grandparents and cousins. Since we are a military family, she doesn't get to do that enough. But I also feel like it's a big ask to ask me to bring her down by myself, knowing it's also going to be a crazy time frame with us moving. My husband agrees with me that it's probably not the best idea, but supports whatever I choose since this does fall down on me, uh, since he won't likely he will likely not be able to join me if I make the drive. I also have asked the in-laws if they could move their reservations for this camping trip, and they cannot. Everything is already booked and paid for. I just feel guilty for not for considering not taking her down. But I also want to acknowledge that my in-laws are willing to make the long drive themselves to help ease the long drive. I want her to see her family. The timing is just not the greatest. So would I be the asshole for not letting her go to spend the week with her grandparents and cousins? Or should I suck it up and make the drive so she can see her family and have a fun experience with them? I have an immediate thought. I want to hear Me what too. you have to say, Denton. I was going to say this is one of the most reasonable, like, am I the asshole posts I've ever heard. Yeah. Um i would say no you're not the asshole i feel like especially after a move and the fact that it's not like a vindictive like i just don't like i'm sick of these people right and i don't want my daughter to see them also your daughter's four like four you're not not the memory memory times (laughs) yeah you're not your brain is not a sponge yet it's just kind of like this brick wall that things bounce across and like occasionally something will break through Mm-hmm. and so like i feel like it's fine like as long as you're in communication with your in-laws and you're like hey it's not gonna work like i'm sorry we're still moving like we're still in the process of figuring everything out i feel like that is completely fine right i don't think you're the asshole i agree i would also say it's been a year since the grandparents have seen the daughter that means that they have not come to visit y'all that's a great point. That's all yeah. I'm saying. They trying to make you drive. They trying to make you fly to them. It's not even just to see to see you. It's literally just to see the daughter. Why don't they come? Y'all just move to a new place. They have no plans to come visit y'all in your new place. Why don't they help you move in? Yeah. Hello. I'm just saying. It's silly. Gives a little bit of one sided relationship to me personally. Yeah. And I know that that's not the intention behind it. It's just like, oh, this is when all the the kiddos this is when all the grandkids come like this is just a convenient time but it's like right you're old you have disposable income i'm assuming <laughs> make a flight plan a trip come visit yeah. your, your grandkids and kid but hey that's just me i don't think you're the asshole no i completely agree sweet all right we'll do one more and then we'll wrap it up Woo. 
Let's do. Hmm. Okay. This one is a little interesting. I think. I think this one might be kind of open ended. Okay. I'm gonna call this person Galactus. <laughs> Just to be ridiculous. My favorite eldritch horror in the area. <laughs> Galactus says, Am I the asshole for saying my friend was being a mean drunk when she got really <laughs> mad when someone hit on her? I went out last weekend with a few girlfriends, including my friend Jesse. Galactus and Jesse, friends for life. <laughs> She's her not a big drinker. Heralds, yeah. And honestly, she got kind of weird and mean. This guy came up to her and was trying to hit on her and asked her if she knew how beautiful she was. Okay, awkward. Come on, I know. But she just acted really cold and was like, the world won't let me forget. I can't wait to get old and be seen as anything else. By the way, this is a reasonable response after being hit on. I'm just saying. Yeah, and walked also, off. like, what a what a poetic, like, I know. this feels like a John Green novel. Literally. How did you think of that in the moment? Literally, I can hear Margot Robbie saying these lines right now and walking yeah. away into the dark, cold night. <laughs> <laughs> I asked her what was up and why she'd gotten so mad, and she said, it was a dumbass question. Do guys think that we've never seen a fucking mirror? Aren't aware of the fucking beauty standards for women, the shit talk when we don't live up, and the fucking creeps when we do. The fact that this is a quote, this is all in quotes, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this exactly what she said? Are we surmising? I don't know. Maybe you have yeah, a good I memory. I feel like as this a drunk is person. a sober remember, like a remembrance of that time. Okay, cool. It's an adaptation, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I asked why she was mad at the guy who just asked the question, though. And she said, oh, for fuck's sake, that question, there's no right answer. Of course I'm not expected – of course I'm expected to act all modest like I don't know I'm hot. Like how to look fuckable hasn't been drilled into me since before I – before – hold on. Like how to look fuckable hasn't been drilled into me since before I knew what fucking even was. No, this really sounds like a YA novel. Like this yeah, sounds 100%. like – Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like not – this is like – the end of the first act this is this is very um very wattpad yeah this is like a wattpad meet cute where it's like oh there'll be enemies to lovers because of this one like interaction yeah literally she started acting really sarcastic and then was like oh i didn't fucking know this makeup just found its way onto my face oh no not the chronically starved ass body i didn't know i had that okay she's actually going through something i'm gonna pause yeah your friend is clearly going through something yeah that's uh that's not good yeah i told her honestly i didn't want to talk to her anymore because she was acting mean when she drank she got mad at me and said i wanted to hang out and party all the time and god forbid if someone was having a time of it and i was being a shit friend but she walked off and hasn't talked to me since even after i texted her the next morning to talk stuff out am i the asshole for saying my friend was being a mean drunk okay here is a complicated thing about drinking with friends. Ding. Um, <laughs> I think sometimes as friends, you like won't have a conversation sober. And then yeah. when you're drunk, you just whatever conversation has been like on your mind or whatever thing you're dealing with, you just kind of like spit it out without the uh, tact and grace that it might be accompanied with previously. Yeah. And so for her, the only thing on her mind was like, oh, men are annoying and maybe I'm not super comfortable in my body right now. Like, I don't want to hear these things from these men. 
and it feels like you're trying to like pressure me into being nice to a random stranger and on your mind you were just like have fun don't be so cold why are are you mad at me that's you're giving me are you mad at me friend right now are you (laughs) mad at me drunk yeah definitely i would agree i think that the asking like like i think the the writer said at some point like essentially i don't want to talk to you right now like that's that's a very harsh response to someone who is clearly going through a lot and i get that you're probably both drunk like you're both inebriated so you aren't like thinking clearly but that doesn't excuse the fact that like your friend was saying something and you kind of just brush it off like i'm leaning towards the author is an asshole because i do i do agree because, I think, yeah, as a friend, oh, when you're when you're noticing, you should be noticing. But again, drunk. The fact that you remember bar for bar the things that she said; these are concerning things to hear from a friend. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that exactly. are bigger than the immediate issue. Yeah, if this isn't just you kind of like romanticizing the moment and like adding your own little artistic spin which galactus these, it seems like there's a little bit of romance in it just a little ex- bit just a taste exactly it's <laughs> like did, who actually says this in like a real life moment if you're drunk you're either like slurring your words or you're just being like i love you guys yeah it, it very much gives punk- riverdaleification of this interaction that you had yeah a hundred percent and so like if neither of those things are true then like the fact that you can remember this exactly like speaks very poorly about you because clearly you were in the right mind to like have an honest conversation and you chose yeah. not to. Yeah. Agreed. Um I would say some things like this I think are usually like just need time. Um I do think that Maybe an apology is in order on your side, or at least mm-hmm. giving us two sober people, giving your friend, giving Jesse the opportunity to kind of like talk through like what she was feeling. Because the fact that she's not responding means that she remembers how you made her feel that yeah. night. Maybe she doesn't specifically remember the whole context, but she remembers that you made her feel not good. Right, and exactly. even if you guys don't agree about that night, if you care about being friends, I think it's important to talk about how you made each other feel that night in order to move forward. Cause otherwise it's going to be a little kernel of doubt and mistrust and drama. And it will just blow up the next time you guys drink. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. If she's willing to be this open and vulnerable with you, if you guys see each other next time, she will be open and vulnerable, but in a very, it'll be a caustic environment. Yeah. One that you created by not like, having the wherewithal to actually have a full-length conversation and then also this is like kind of separate from your immediate interaction i think it's important as a person who likes to go out and have fun to know which friends you can go out and have fun with there are some friends that i know personally that i'm like if we're getting drunk together it's in a house if we're getting drunk together we can go out and we can do things and we'll both get home safe there are certain people who you don't really want to be inebriated with in certain situations. And it's up to you when you're sober to, to like think that, that through. Yeah. Just saying. It sounds yeah. like you kind of knew what type of person your friend was before this interaction. And you were just like, hopefully she'll just be fun this time. 
<laughs> yeah. But and I, that's not fair to her or fair to you. Yeah. Exactly. This Precisely. is totally unconnected, and you can cut this from the podcast if you want to, Herman. Do you remember when we got drunk that one time, and you walked me back to my room, and you like were like, Denton, are you going to get in bed okay? And I was like, yes, I'm remember. fine. Denton's I'm a silly honest, drunk person, that's why. <laughs> I was a very silly drunk person. I lied to you about the way. you were like, I was like, oh, I'm not even going to try and climb into my lofted bed. I closed oh, the God. door, I immediately you climbed immediately into my climbed. lofted bed. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we used to get drunk at bonfires. It was very fun. Yeah. It was like, there was like a month or two period where like every Wednesday we're like, all right. It's bonfire it's time. To get drunk. time. Yeah. <laughs> this was in the the beginning of COVID. So we couldn't yeah. go to house parties. And there was also exactly. like nobody in Flagstaff. So we could go and have a bonfire and get drunk and nobody would say anything because nothing was yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah. There were no house parties. There was no, like, no regulation. It was just like, all right, we feel like doing this, so we will. And we happened to know enough forestry majors who knew how to start a fire. So we were like, all right. And it's so funny because not to, like, I'm not going to say any names, but, like, they would start fires with kerosene. And we have a um, bonfire in our backyard. And, again, I guess there's that's the difference is, like, you're making a fire for, like, tens of 20 or people but more people yeah. whereas when we do a bonfire outside it's just like the four of us that live here um right i was like wow you don't have to dump all of this stuff to start a <laughs> fire because every time they'd be like and go. yep it's just funny funny to think about and i would smell like that on my clothes i'd have to wash do laundry immediately the next day oh yeah 100 percent. you'd wake up and you're like i've been drinking so much and the first thing you smell when you're hungover is just like kerosene and you're like gross yeah literally anyways also to be fair when we were drinking when covid started i want this made clear i i at least did not understand what covid was like i was just like oh the school was shut down true and so i was like oh yeah it'll be back in a week and then we were just going to bonfires and then like a month later i was like oh this is like awful yeah but also that first couple of weeks when we were slowly like learning what covid was even still we all basically lived together and there was nobody else on campus so it was like if one of us had it we already gave it to each other kind yeah, of thing no and at that point that's what we kind of thought covid was it was like a one-time shenanigan yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah like the bonfire there were like three or four extra people but essentially it was just people we lived with and we saw every mm-hmm. night so it was mm-hmm. like if we have it we have it. right literally yeah oh, what a time yeah. to think yeah. that was now three years ago i know that's insane that's like crazy that does covid time man they just went yep 100 percent. i was thinking about that recently because i was like a girl i saw a girl for a while during that period and i listened to a song she introduced me to and i was like oh man it's been like x number of years since i've listened to the song and i was like oh it's been three years because i listened to that right before covid started Yeah, yeah dude and i think that's the other thing about um not to bring this back into the mcu again that I like about the MCU right now is that the snap, and they didn't even do this on purpose, they couldn't have known. 
the snap feels like a very good um what is the word allegory for? allegory he studied english guys he knows the words i did it's I got a degree. very good allegory for covid and whenever yeah. it's mentioned in a film or the effects of it are mentioned in one of the films i'm like Ugh. I feel like we're still in the same universe, even though we're not, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you had five years taken away from you because people were gone. I had three years taken away from me because I couldn't leave the house. And it affects everyone. Yeah. It affects everyone. everyone. Yeah. And it's all because of some people in power that made horrible decisions (laughs) in terms of (laughs) managing their lives. (laughs) Mainly Peter Quill. Fuck that guy a little bit. Okay, I get that. Here's my controversial MCU opinion. Mm-hmm. If that happened to my partner, like if Maya, if I figured out someone uh, killed Maya, I would have freaked the fuck out. I would have been like, true. all right. And I just, I would have swung. But true. like, yeah. My thing is, let's beat him up when the when the gauntlet's off his hand. That's hey, fair. Just me? Okay. I get, also, another thing that I think about. Not to sound like a libertarian, but I get both sides. <laughs> another thing that I think about with that um that interaction there's just like most people that were working together in Infinity War and Endgame are like quote unquote heroes. But mm. I'm like, would everyone have set aside the gauntlet? You know what I mean? Not a single right. person, not even Tony Stark, for instance, would put on the gauntlet and do something weird, even if we got it off of Thanos' hand. I don't know. I don't know. That's a great point. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, like, who was there? Peter Parker just snaps and brings Uncle Ben back to life. He's like, everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> that would be actually a a kind of crazy uh, twist ending. <laughs> yeah. What if season two? What if, guys? Get on, get on that. Get to writing. Yeah. Have you actually... Never mind. We've talked too much about okay. MCU. We're going to wrap it up. <laughs> and we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll do Daddy of the Day. See you right. soon. See you then. We are back, 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 back again. Like yeah. a Y2K sound that is slipping back into the music industry and also TikTok. Um, we are here to do the final segment of the show called Daddy of the Day, where we shout out men in our lives or in the world who we think we'll give a little thumbs up to. Not five stars on Letterbox, but maybe like <laughs> three and a half. Seven. Yeah, yeah, you can't four. do three point seven. You could do three and a half to four. Um, okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. I I can start, or you can start, Denton. It's up to you. Okay. Um, it's your podcast. You may go first. Okay, sweet. So my first daddy of the day. I actually recorded an episode, half an episode, last week, and I talked a lot about him in that episode. But then I decided I didn't want to do a single father episode. Um, so <laughs> I'll talk about him now. Last weekend, me and my roommate Ariane went to go see Creed 3. Ooh, okay. And I haven't seen Creed 2. I remember seeing Creed 1 because I remember liking Rocky as a kid. As like... Not like as (laughs) a true consumer of the Rocky franchise, but just as like a... This is referenced in so much media. Right. And I've watched it one time. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, ooh... This is fun. And so I went to go see it. Sylvester Stallone, Michael B. Jordan. Great time. Great film. This yeah. film is on a whole nother ball game. It's a whole nother ballpark. It's a whole nother league. Damn. So freaking okay. good. Um, for a lot of reasons. 
one. This is Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is huge to me because it's so good. <laughs> Not yeah. every actor turned director is a good director. Right. 100%. But when they are, they're amazing. They I believe hit. this about Elizabeth Banks as well. Okay. I think she can direct a mean movie. Yeah. Um, but this one is so good because it's a fighting movie, but it's mm-hmm. also really about family. And I think that all of the main cast gets really cool storylines and a chance to shine. And it's really well performed and well written. And there's a lot of sign language in the movie, which I thought is so sweet because his his daughter is uh, not hearing. And so okay. uh, Creed and his wife and the daughter all speak sign language. So there's like so much sign in oh, the movie, really which cool. I thought was really cool. Even in moments where the daughter wasn't there, they're still speaking sign. And I'm like, ah, that's Aww. awesome. Like that. Yeah. Imagine going to the film, going to the film, going to the movie theater <laughs> as somebody who signs or someone who's in a, a signing family. Yeah. Whether you're hearing or not hearing. I feel like there's not a lot of films where you see a family like that. So I thought right. it was really cool on that aspect. And then in terms of just like the film as a whole, so many of the fight sequences are inspired by anime. And there's like iconic anime shots built oh, into the film, cool. built into live action style. And there has been live action. There have been live action actual anime films that cannot replicate anime scenes well. And this yeah. scene that's not an anime movie by any means does it super well. Yeah. I feel like we're in the age of like because so many people grew up with anime, it's just becoming like cultural shorthand. Because yeah. the um in what is it? Nope. Um Kiki mm-hmm. Palmer's character does the Akira slide. So mm-hmm. I feel like creators of that age are just deciding like oh yeah i like this thing and so they're involving it in their filmmaking so that's really it's cool really great and it's i just love recognizable shit like that it really yeah. makes me go ah there's a dragon ball z scene or, or dragon ball z shot that's in here that's like super recognizable that i was like oh that's super cool oh that's I, awesome there's two in the same fight anyway super cool and then michael b <laughs> jordan just you know he's a he's a handsome man and he is a talented actor and um i could shout out jonathan majors too but this movie made me a little bit mad at him which okay. just goes to show how talented of an actor he is yeah he's doing his job he's acting. yeah he's i wasn't mad at him in ant-man okay. in ant-man i was like scared of him but i was like you're still kind i still like you but this one right. i was like oh you are kind of not a great person yeah i don't want to dislike you jonathan majors but you're not good <laughs> anyway that, that'll okay. be it. I really like Michael B. Jordan. Great job. Great directorial debut. Great acting gig. I think you will be at the Oscars next year. I'm just saying it. I hope so. But we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Before we move on, I wanted to shout out something you said earlier is the doing the sign language, uh, like speaking in sign. That's a really cool thing. One that they do in the Matt Fraction Hawkeye, especially after Clint oh, yeah. gets deafened is like they do like they work in a lot of sign in that series yeah um but also this is just a personal thing our mutual friend Mackenzie. i don't know if you were there but like right as COVID started she was talking to a deaf woman and she like 
apparently studied ASL in like high school mm-hmm. and it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen is just like her switching like on a dime from talk like just speaking into talking like with her it's hands cool. and it was and it's not an yeah, easy language and there's a lot of dialects depending on like, regional yeah. stuff so you have to kind of like reflect the person you're talking to yeah super cool um if I ever have time <laughs> I would yeah, love to learn yeah, Spanish and ASL are two languages that I'm like, that would be super helpful. Right. And I feel like right. it would be very nice to learn. But yeah. I agree. That's what I think as a parent that I will, I would want to do. Like, if I have the access, I would love to just like hire like a language specialist to like mm-hmm. come into my home and like teach me and my family languages. Yeah. Because I think kids who grow up knowing multiple languages are just like smart kids, man yeah it's so much easier i did a like whole presentation on this like my sophomore year of high school it's so much easier to learn a language when you're a child and so like the fact that you can like retain that and then like apply it later in life like yeah you like have already been exercising those like neural pathways or whatever right true okay do you got a daddy for us i do so my daddy I I've been on this podcast multiple times. I think it's been well established. I'm just a big fucking nerd. Yeah. Um I recently have gotten into a little podcast called Dimension 20. It is a D&D style podcast Ooh. and the host is named Brandon Brennan Lee Mulligan and he is just such an engaging personality. He is such a like respectful and like responsive dm like he is so involved in like what his characters want to do he never really says no he's always about like what the characters are wanting he's given yes and and. it's improv yeah he is yeah he was a part of i forget what like troop it was in uh la but he was like that improv like group Mm. scene Mm. and he is a very yes and person but on top of that he is just a very engaging storyteller where it's like he tries to hit emotional beats he tries to be sometimes it's a little like saccharine where it's a little sweet but like it's based on what his characters want and like what the players are trying to do and it's a very he's just a very cool guy and he is a like i think it's very hard as a like internet personality to also pivot into being a good storyteller because you have a brand as a person, but you also have this story that you want to get across. And he does it really well. Like he was a co- like he was a college humor like guy. If you've ever seen that YouTube channel, oh my god, what? And I haven't heard yeah. college humor leave someone's lips in like five years. That's crazy. I, I know they have a streaming service and. It, like, is making enough money that they've been going for, like, years. Like, it is... That's crazy. It's insane. He's really good. And he's just, like... He's this really cool guy. And I, like, listening to him talk and listening to him talk about story, I'm like, oh, this guy, like... This guy gets it. And I really appreciate him as a person. He makes me, like... He makes me want to play more D&D. I've only played D&D like once in my life, but I'm like, I want to do it more. But I also know like nothing will ever live up to him because he's like, yeah, in this random story, like this murder mystery starring mice and like badgers, 
I'm going to work in in like an anti-capitalist message. And I know not everyone's going to do that. But I'm like, you did it, Brennan. You did I respect it. you. Oh, that's cool. I might check that out. It's yeah. D&D style. So there's like, are there guests that play as characters? Yeah. So they bring in, um, I think they, so the season I listened to was a weird one where it's considered one of their like side quest seasons. So mm-hmm. it's a little shorter. Mm-hmm. Um but they just bring in people they know. So like a lot of it is college humor people. So they have um, Allie Beardson, um, Lou Wilson, and um, I'm blanking on like the other college humor people. But they also just get like some pretty big guests. Like they got, I think their next season, the DM is going to be Matt Mercer from Critical Role. Oh. And yeah, and then um, they've also had Erica Aishi, who they are like a br- a big like voice actor and stuff. So they bring in like these people who they're primarily comedians, but like they get these cool like actors as well. Nice. Yeah. Sick. I will definitely check that out. I'm also gonna reach for my charger because my computer's about to die. Oh, fair enough. I will uh, vamp while you are gone um buy the critical role uh college dropout uh subscription service is it worth it yeah it's like five dollars just let me get this let me keep getting this put it right into my veins i need it support denton's uh addiction my addiction yeah (laughs) okay i have um another daddy but based on some information that i've heard today i'm like am, am i going to give him daddy I don't know. Oh, no. I was going to give Colossus Daddy today. Okay. Oh, based on my information that I gave you? But your information makes me feel a little weird about him. I did not know that. Yeah. I was like, Kitty, there are so many younger people to date in Xavier Academy. A little risque to go for Colossus, but okay. Oh, you. now I know what. It's because they're powers, right? That was like the whole gag of it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I hadn't thought about that. That's but like so silly. Versus what like man wrote hard. that? Yeah. What man wrote Chris that? Chris Claremont. Probably. I was thinking about that the other day. In my um, journal entry the other day, I was writing about um, how I liked Colossus and I drew him recently. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is like a handsome, I think this is like a handsome looking man, but he probably doesn't get a lot of play because like, there's not a lot you can do with that. That yeah. is like a titanium man. Like, that will harm you. You know what I mean? Right. And I was, I was thinking, I was going through my mind, I was like, what <laughs> what characters in the comics could handle that sexually? And I was like, hmm, I can't really think of any that are not like just like super powered people that maybe not wouldn't be interested in him. Kitty yeah. Pride. <laughs> That's true. All right. I would, not to sound like a total pervert, but I think... I think Emma Frost could probably handle that too because she has that second mutation where she turns into diamonds. Oh, true. That is true. Yeah. Metal versus diamond. Emma Frost makes me so mad. Why do you get two mutations? Fucking asshole. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Logan kind of gets some and like X23. Like, yeah, but uh, he's Laura. like the guy. He's like, yeah. you know, it's Wolverine and the X-Men. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't understand secondary mutations. This just kind of pops up when they're like, we just want to make people more interesting. <laughs> Literally. Anyway, I specifically chose Colossus as Daddy of the Day because there is a very specific card in Marvel Snap where 
Colossus is standing to the side and he's holding two bodies on each side. He's holding two guys mm-hmm. that he probably just beat up. And I just upgraded Stop that it, card. Yeah. yeah, probably. I just upgraded the card so it's like 3D and like animated and it looks so cool. And every time I play Colossus, there's like a little thing you could react to other people's cards. Every time I play okay. Colossus, somebody reacts with a little star eyes. I'm like, oh, I have a rare, I have a rare <laughs> variant Colossus card. Look at me. And I just I have a sexy man on my team, man. <laughs> I have to look up like which artist drew the depiction that I really like because it just he looks super strong, but he also okay. looks a little suave. And I think it's really cool. If you Google Colossus Marvel Snap variant, it should be one of the first ones to pop up. I was and that's what I used that. as reference when I drew Colossus recently. I gave him a sexier costume because I don't really like Colossus's costume, but alas. Okay. Yeah, I feel like the X-Men have like they have rough redesigns sometimes. Um I want you to see it. Man. I looked it up. That is a good looking man. It's I was like hoping so would, good. Yeah, I was hoping I would recognize the artist like right off the bat. I have no idea. It's just so good. And I've never thought that about Colossus in any other depiction. Like that art is so good. It made me it opened me to the character. <laughs> yeah. He's a good looking man. I'd say maybe like an Al it looks kinda like Alex Rossi, but maybe like a um I forgot the other like artist names. Um yeah. I'm blanking. I don't freaking know. Also, yeah. side note. I mm-hmm. don't know if you've seen this, but I'm also curious about your opinion. All of the people who say like the Denton episodes are so nerdy, I'm sorry, but <laughs> Do there, people say that? It's very accurate. People as but... in my roommates. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is some drama with Gabriel Piccolo happening right now that I didn't yeah. know about until recently. I didn't either. It's a, about his Kickstarter, right? No, 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 no. Whoa. That's a oh. whole other layer. I didn't know about that. Okay. I'll say my thing and then you can you can tap on. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, like Gabriel Piccolo is a artist. I think he started off just like as a web artist um, yeah. that gained some traction through his Titans fan art and got a job. And now he is the artist for this Titans graphic novel that's that has been coming out. There's been a Beast Boy one, a Raven one. Raven loves Beast Boy. And now the newest Robin one. Robin just came out. Robin right? just came out. And then yeah. the next one on the docket is Starfire. Mm-hmm. apparently when titans came out as in the live action tv show fuck batman am i right <laughs> <laughs> he made some comments about starfire's design mm-hmm. and basically saying like this i think this is before the show came out i think this is when okay. just pictures and i do remember this time because the pictures that they chose to leak or whatever of starfire were not the most flattering of what the character eventually becomes because it was like her right. in that big fur coat on yeah. top of it oh, being a black yeah. starfire in the live action depiction and her having big curly hair or whatever. And he yeah. said something along the lines of like the character is an iconic, like she doesn't look like an alien and she doesn't have like big iconic hair. He was like, I can forgive the costume, but oh, yeah, basically any who's it's. The cover has released for this new Starfire thing. And I already knew because I think they tease in one of the, um, I think in Raven Loves Beast Boy toward the end, they tease like there's like a back shot 
of Starfire because one of the like through lines through all these comics is that Slade Wilson is hunting all of them. And so oh. now he's on the hunt for Starfire. And so you get a tease of him saying like, I got eyes on her and you see like the red hair. Yeah. And so this design for Starfire has popped up and it is so bland. One, she's not even orange. Like it's not oh. even like she's not alien looking. She just looks like a little white girl. It looks very reminiscent yeah. of of Teen Titans, like the cartoon. Right. But like a more Which humanoid. is a very different design. Yeah, it's a different design than the iconic Starfire design, I would say. And it's like a more humanoid version of that. She just looks like a white girl with brown hair. <laughs> okay. And I, I think they could have at least just made her eyes gloss over green. I think that that's like the easy cop-out, make it look like Starfire thing, you know? Yeah, definitely. But people are kind of oh. calling back this tweet that he had, critiquing Titan's depiction of Starfire, and now saying like, are you any better? Yeah, I just pulled it up. She is definitely like a white watch because he is like you mentioned earlier, he got his start in kind of like fan art communities mm -hmm. where he would draw a starfire. And I think she definitely has a little more orange to her skin yeah. in those drawings yeah. than she does in this picture. Yeah. Like I wouldn't I would never say like she looks like an alien in his drawings, but like she looks even less so. She like, looks yes. more like she just looks more generic. And in, I want to uh, give them the benefit of the doubt this. because the other thing about these this adaptation of Titans is that it takes a lot of liberties. There's mm -hmm. some brand new characters introduced. There's some okay. different takes on their powers. Like I think I don't know if Raven is an empath in all of the comics, but she's like especially so in this one. Like that's like her main power okay. is being yeah. an empath. Um and Beast Boy's powers are different in a way, too. I can't remember exactly how. I would have to read it again. But I remember okay. thinking, like, oh, this was an interesting choice. Um, but, yeah, like, Beast Boy isn't green, for instance. Yeah. And they're hinting that maybe he's going to be slowly turning green as he continues to transform. But it's also, like, that's an interesting choice, too. Like, I think right. it's interesting that in trying – I think the the through line of this series is that they're trying to make the Titans more relatable – like more regular teenagers and then when we finally get to the end of the series it's like all right now we're superheroes kind of thing because okay. even most of raven loves beast boy is just about raven and beast boy being stuck in the same location mm. and it's not they're being hunted but they don't know they're being hunted so it's really just them falling in love and being regular teenagers that happen to have superpowers and don't know that each other has superpowers oh, okay um so yeah it's like supposed to be like a just a teenage story with a backdrop of superhero esqueness, right? Yeah. But it's like, why is making these character more? Why is to make these characters more relatable? Why do we have to make them wider? Yeah. It's a question. We want to know. Rough. Yeah, that's disappointing because I love Piccolo's art. I think he does a great job, especially in his fan art stuff. Like I, that's how I was first introduced to him, and I think mm -hmm. he does a really good job. But this is very disappointing, yeah. and I think it doesn't really doesn't really bode well. It doesn't really like, especially with the comments he's made. It's like, Ooh. dude, you're like, and I don't mean to say this isn't like umbrella term, but I think he is like a person of color. Like I think he is Latino, so it's like you should 
you should you think should a little better. harder yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean again the stories are really good it's just like you know like so much so often with nerdy media it's like ah, oh, this is so good but but it could be yeah. a little bit more uh aware kind diverse of yeah 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 i feel like I don't think the Starfire as a black woman like idea has necessarily bled over into like every depiction of Starfire, but I think, I don't think it's I've kind seen any of comics with it per- like explicitly. I think that now yeah. I think it's more often like I said like her skin tone is not human in the comics, and that's yeah, like the standard now. Yeah, it's not human, and then she has more like she has thicker curls is yeah. i think what a lot of artists are going for yeah. and it's like that's not necessarily like black depiction but it's kind of it's closer to the steven it's universe using like less garnet depiction. eurocentric features to say like you know this is this yeah. is a this is a person that more people can attribute themselves to yeah it's uh it's racial coding rather than yeah. like treating whiteness as like the default yeah which is cool it's just like and that's what it, i'm interested sh- to see yeah. because with them doing these stories that are supposed to be rooted in reality a little bit with starfire the biggest draw of rooting starfire in reality is the fact that she's basically an immigrant you know yeah she's yeah hey we'll see <laughs> yeah we will see time will tell fingers crossed it's good yeah fingers crossed it's good i haven't been disappointed by any of them yet i haven't read robin yet because i am i bought a lot of comics uh as as you heard last time you were on and i yeah. have finished one of them so <laughs> i've got a lot to happens read. to the best of us yeah happens to the best of us do you have any daddies before we wrap up yeah um i don't think i've mentioned him before if i have i apologize i'm gonna mention ryan johnson uh director of star wars the last jedi and hey. then more recently knives out and glass onion that's him yes yeah that's so funny the difference in reception between the last jedi and these movies oh 100 percent. yeah i i love ryan johnson i think he's a great guy i've liked i've liked if not loved all of the movies of his that i've watched i've watched mm-hmm. most of his filmography he recently um created a show starring natasha leone the star of um russian doll called poker face on peacock mm-hmm and did i get a free peacock subscription just to watch that show yes um but yeah it's a murder mystery show i've watched two episodes so far it's really good it's kind of like the knives out thing where it's like he loves it's a, a murder straight mystery. murder mist- hmm? i said he loves a murder mystery doesn't he he does yeah he like he's in that genre now um but yeah he seems just like a really cool guy he seems very personable and very nice um fingers crossed he still gets that star wars trilogy like it hasn't been canceled yet like some other star wars projects have been canceled but he is still technically is supposed like, to be like a continuation on the docket no like it's a completely or... different like uh different time period different i think the details are sparse but it's his own thing like he just okay. kind of gets to do whatever oh that's fun yeah and part of me is like i would love for him to do that but another part of me is like they were so mean to you ryan True. They don't deserve you. True. Don't go back. True. God, I cannot imagine having to direct a trilogy. That is so yeah. much freaking pressure. And if you write everything out, you plan everything out, 
then the first one comes out and it bombs and you got to go back and try to like pick up the pieces that's uh, yeah gross yeah or like ryan johnson did you drop you jump in halfway through mm-hmm. and in my opinion you tell this really cool compelling story which switches things up and then people get mad and you're like okay we go back to literally the exact same thing right. and we just finished the most boring story we can tell right in my um oh my god i just realized that the last jedi is not the last one last nope. jedi is the second one right the it's last the one is one. the yeah. skywalker one or whatever uh rise, rise of the skywalker, skywalker. yeah somehow like palpatine returned the yeah. only thing that i remember from those three films palpably and i think this was my personal thing where i was like i don't super resonate with last jedi and it's only because the thing that i really enjoyed about the first movie and they're not even all to, mm-hmm. you know what and maybe maybe this is just me being an asshole because they're not even all together <laughs> in the first movie but i really is herman the asshole yeah i really connected with the trio of yeah. ray finn poe and i think it's because i don't know i love three the number three is great i love yeah. girl groups of three i love friend groups of three i just love things like that and i was really into I, it was an impressionable time when the first movie came out and i was yeah. really into the tumblr of it all and i was reading all the fan the finn ray poe fan fictions and stuff and <laughs> they were like a thruple in my head and so when the second movie yeah. came out and none of them are together like the entire movie i was like i'm mad <laughs> this yeah. is what i came here for <laughs> but it's a yeah, good movie. that's it is good i think it's a really good movie i think that's fair though i think that that movie does and i think if that's the thing that's harder but potentially easier about directing us like a trilogy is if ryan johnson had done the second one or the third one i feel like the second one would have been them apart and it like grows that fondness like right. absence makes the heart grow fonder and then right? when they're so together like, you're like yeah yeah they you bring them back together and it's this collision and it's like oh i missed these people being i missed them being friends which kind of gets accomplished but kind of yeah. kind of crazy too as well <laughs> yeah i need to rewatch that movie because i only watched it after covid started in the gabaldon um lobby mm. and someone was helping our boss make his tinder profile so I was more involved in that. Than and then movies. I saw Chewbacca die. And I was like, what the fuck? And she was like, oh, it's... It, she, like, patted me on the knee. She was like, it's it's okay. And then, like, two minutes later, he was alive. And I was like, oh. Okay. Oh, okay. So I was like, this movie, yeah. like, does not have, like, a huge staying power in my brain. Like, that's the one memory I have. I do remember the... I don't know if they got another actor to do it or if it was just him, but like the young Luke Skywalker in that movie, I was like, this is very accurate. I think it was just him and they did some effects, some visual effects or something. I think so. Disney's been doing that a lot where they're just like, we'll either buy the rights to your voice like James Earl Jones, where it's like, now we can just make Darth Vader say whatever we want. Or they like, (laughs) I know it's like scary in my opinion, but like, or they bring Mark Hamill back and he like, puts the little ping pong balls on his face and he like they just de-age him a little bit Mm. love it okay well yeah that'll be it for our episode today we got a little crazy but what did you expect when it's a herman and denton production um yeah sorry it was so nerdy to herman's roommates i apologize (laughs) no worries man don't apologize for being yourself that'll be it for today's episode denton do you have anything to promote before we go 
Um, I've tried. I'm turning my TikTok channel into my personal Good Luck Charlie vlog. So any so thought good. that, thank you, get in there, any, everybody. Any thought that enters my brain kind of just kind of goes up on the page. So it's at Denton the guy. So T H E G U Y. Um, yeah. If you are interested, I might start pivoting more towards like book talk content Ooh. because I've been reading a little bit more. Um, or just if you want to hear little rants, I might also stay stay tuned to this account. Same bat time, same bat channel. Because what is that I saying might... they say? Watch the space. Is that what it is? Oh, that's what I was trying to figure <laughs> out. Yeah, watch the space. Um, my sister and I might be starting a Riverdale podcast because we all we both think about Riverdale so much. And Herman, this is an open invitation. If you are ever like. I, I want to jump in and talk about Riverdale. I would Please love to prep know. me. Tell me what episode we're on. I'll watch it. I will come ready with opinions. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's something we've been planning for like months and it might happen because we're yeah. both on spring break. Yeah. For, so, yeah. Love that. Sick. Okay. Little, little plug, little teaser. Exclusive. Yeah. Do you guys exactly, have a name already yeah. that you would call it? No, I've been like jumping back and forth where it's like i just want it to be alliterative so it's like the riverdale review or like riverdale the return or something mm -hmm. like that but i have no idea so far hey plop it into an ai generator that's what everybody's fucking doing these days oh yeah that was said derogatorily exactly <laughs> that, sorry total tangent i know you're trying to end the podcast no go for it one of my students i'm a teacher now if people didn't know one of my students, I think multiple times, has turned in AI-generated work because I've looked it up. I'm like, this does not make sense. Like, for your writing level, this is, like, too high. Mm -hmm. And I Google it, and it doesn't exist. And then I'm like, are you just, are you just like, putting this into, like, an uh, AI generator and, like, seeing what it plops out? Because that's what it sounds like. Right. Which, honestly, if you're a kid who uh, doesn't write and doesn't isn't good at writing, I see the vision. I see, I see, I see the little the wheels turning. You're using one part of your brain, right? Yeah. But it is cheating still. It is cheating it's still. still. Cheating. I can still applaud yeah. you for being uh, a go getter, <laughs> but it's still <laughs> cheating. Just, just do the work now because you're, you know, your whole life there are going to be opportunities where it's like, wow, I wish I knew how to put words together. This is the time. Yeah exactly like literally just and i'm such an easy grader like if you put in some effort most of the time i'm like yeah you get like a 85 so just do that instead of like cheating mm. crazy what a time we're living in all right that'll be it for the mm -hmm. podcast today thanks for coming on denton everybody thank you for having safe, me stay sexy and um, um stay honest don't use ooh. uh ai generation yeah stay honest love it adios bye <laughs>